A quote from Sir Winston Churchill, success is walking from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Dig. Yes, it's the One Love Sports Show. This is Lance alongside Mario Rastaman from Live Sports. Yo, bro. Yes, Donna. It is the hottest 30 minutes in all of sports. And kick it off looking at the week that was two out of five, Mario. Two out of five. Um, NBA Mavericks went by the 76ers. Aspinal, yes, that's one you got right. Submission there over Volkov. Nobody saw the Barcelona for love trashing off Real Madrid at the Bernabeu coming. Nobody saw that coming at all. But you've been saying all season that Real Madrid is not much better than Barcelona. The position on the table and the point standing is misleading. You know, you've been saying that. So, um, not, one quick thing. Yes. When I made this prediction, I didn't know that they would have been because of Well, the following day, I found out that they did. Okay. Well, one, one thing was right. You did predict four goals, said two all. I thought they would have had Benzema to score some goals. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the heat, heat went down to the Sixers. Very strange game because yeah, Kyle Lowry was playing. Um, I saw, yeah, Butler was playing. 76ers did not have Harden playing. So it was a strange game. Um, they, but Maxi, this Maxi guy is something, eh? He's oh, a real deal. Yeah, man, he's a real deal. Okay, he keeps saying that he needs his own franchise. And yes, I, so I watched him play another date. I think it was last night. Or, and, and, and yeah, he's a pretty good guy. Pretty good player. Um, solid, you know? So I think... He will be very valuable to them going to the postseason. And then Nets, Nets, uh, tell it, Nets is not a team. Nets is a collection of some super talented basketball players, particularly Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but it is not a team. Saw them playing last night against six, uh, against Grizzlies. Without Jamoran, they were down by 18 at one point and came back leading by five or so. And then in the fourth quarter, Grizzlies took over and they couldn't, the defense just couldn't hold up against the Grizzlies. Uh, so they held Kevin Durant just to one basket in the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving had 40 at points, Kevin, Kevin Durant had 30 at points and it still wasn't enough. And not. Not on this Nets bandwagon at all, at all, at all. I was not impressed. They have offense, and it's not even coordinated offense. It's individual brilliance that the offense is um, coming from. But the defense is suspect. I know that Ben Simmons is a good defender. The startup is a great defender, and, he, and may like to come back for the playoffs. But the situation is a bit uncertain at the moment. But uh, not a believer in Nets, right? Your thoughts? Uh, well, in terms of the Nets, uh, you definitely need Ben Simmons here because he's going to play a Draymond kind of role. 
So mm. defense and playing. So their defense should look different. Um, but the thing about this next team is that, and I saw this in the Sixers game, the first the Sixers game that they played, like they they can flip that switch as a team. Mm-hmm. It just can they do it throughout an entire playoff run? That's what I'm not sure of. Mm-hmm. But they've proven that hey, if we if we see like we're in the playoffs or in a playoff environment, we can all lock down on defense. Even Kyrie took on James Harden defensively. So yeah. even if he's not a good defender, he's going mm-hmm. to give defensive effort. But this team to me is making a mistake by not necessarily pushing for these wins. Because if they end up facing Toronto, it's a problem for Kyrie play. And I just think they'll, they'll look different in the playoffs based on the Sixers game. Yeah, I, I really think that um, they can, yeah, they give the impression of the talent you think they can turn it on and off in time they want. But, you know, you need a rhythm. And, you know, you need to establish that early from now. Now, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work. I mean, shop me if you want, you know, and if you can, shop me. I mean, and do it. But I'm not banking at all that they're gonna just turn it on. And yeah, no, I don't, I, I, I don't put reliance on stuff like that. So let us see, let us see. That has been the review. We now, we now go into a preview. Okay, our preview of the upcoming week starts in Europe football, which is on a break, international break, until next weekend. And so they're playing the World Cup qualifiers. Some interesting games going on there, but not necessarily where my interest lies. So we're not going to spend much time in Europe. I mean, the top of the tables in Europe you know, Man City by one point over Liverpool in the EPL, in the Spanish La Liga, Real Madrid, 66 points and nine points ahead of second place Sevilla. Bundesliga, it's Bayern, who lead the German league, 63 points, six ahead of Dortmund. Syria, Italy, Milan is 66 points, three points ahead of Napoli. And in the French League one, it's PSG, 65 points, 12 ahead of Marcy. And next, also early uh, April, we're going to be having Champions League action with some mouth-watering clashes. We'll talk more about those next week. But not wasting much time here, we have to jump over to the NBA, where it's nine games to go. In the East, the Heat are leading 47. I think it's 47-26 now. And they're just like half a game ahead of the box. It's really has been bunching up for a while now. And Heat, there was some kerfuffle on Heat's bench uh, last night. Hakeem, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't hear you. Um, uh, I'll be hearing that word from morning. Um, from morning, Kevin, what? Yeah, like. Yeah. From yeah. per, on first date, send that yeah. word. Oh. That was the first time I heard that word this morning. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I never, I haven't been watching much of the ESPN programs because I've been busy in the morning. Yeah. That's how I can describe it. It's a curve of, you know, yeah. It's, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, Spolstra, coach, and Butler and Haslem, and I hope it's good. I hope it means that they're just passionate and trying to figure out this thing, you know. Definitely, but I also think one, it's time for Jimmy Butler to like truly step up, and I don't know if the Heat aren't. The Heat remind me of like a, a Jose Marie our playing style can be it's very effective but can be boring at times can be entertaining when we beat people we beat the crap out of somebody but most nights it's tough for the players to dial in and play that type of defensive playing style mm-hmm. um, and that type of strict basketball right mm-hmm. throughout a season and then on the nights where it's not working and you're getting blown out by, by the Warriors without any of your star players no uh, yeah, like that playing style, like you'll you'll not want to play defense, you'll not want to do the extra hard stuff, even though it's built in our culture. But there's yeah. nights when you're going to be like, yo, Mukiam mother, and it's going to boil over, and Jimmy Butler is a fiery personality. Um, you don't insult them, doesn't back down from anybody, and he was mm-hmm. trying to, I guess, defend um Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, so. Uh, I just think it's just that part of the season where everybody just won't get to the playoffs and yes. frustrations yeah. boil over on nights or not to get like it's working. Yeah. But Jimmy Butler needs to be like more consistent in his game yes. because yes, in the playoffs we see a drop like fifty one million dollars. Um, but throughout our entire regular season, I'm not necessarily you need to play at an MVP level right throughout, but you should be in talks for like an MVP. Because, yeah, um, like, yeah, term- yes, yes, you should be. Um, and I, I even in the playoffs, um, he tends to have games where you go for 35, 40, next game 15. You know, you cannot, you know, the consistency in leading the offense. You know, I mean, defense, yeah, I mean, but you have lots of people there to help you defense where the team needs. Leadership is in the offense and leadership in scoring, you know, so and that's, that's to be consistent. You should be giving the team in a playoff situation at least no less than 25 every game, you know, if you're exactly. really one, what it needs to be. Over in the West, the Suns, which is way out, you know, um, not going to be caught again. So they will end up winning the West and end up with the best record in the NBA. Even without Chris Paul, no indication as to when he's coming back, but they're looking real good. Uh, not sure how that will translate into the playoffs. What attention is turning to in the playoffs is the playing games, where from number, I think what, number seven to eight, nine, ten, seven to ten, I think. Yeah, we'll, seven to ten. Yeah, we'll compete for the final two spots, and so that will be. An early a preview, you know, of the playoffs. It'll be a first set of. I think it's a very good feature to add to the whole um, regular season. End of regular season it makes it a bit more, even more interesting. So the hot teams in the league. It's Celtics still hot, nine and one. Actually, ten and one in the last eleven games, and the Bucks are eight and two, along with Suns and Timberwolves. So those are the hot teams. Who, who would you say, Mario, are your top three contenders for title for titles? Mox, Sons, and Grizzlies. 
yeah, the Grizzlies. The only thing I would say is of course, just, just because they are not tested in the playoffs. That's the only reason reservation I have. They're a young team. So um, they may they look very good right now, but because I understand the history of competitive sports, what tends to happen, it would be against the grain, like if they were to be like a Bengals and go to the and go to the finals, you know. Um so I view them this year. So you view them, okay. So that would be nice. It'd be really, really, really nice if that could happen. Which They're just be... proving too much already. Okay. They're 15 and 2 without their best player. So yeah. they're still overall just play team basketball. And every team now, every team in this specific year has more question marks than the business, other than the fact that they're young. Okay. All right. So yeah, I really yeah, I agree that they've been very impressive. Um so I look forward to see how that will cross over into the playoffs. Being a very young playoff team. Let us see how that works. Into the NFL. And the postseason moves have been taking center stage. Every facet of the NFL tends to offer some intrigue. And we see, I want to ask what's the better quarterback setup at the moment. Matt Ryan now at Colts or Deshaun Watson at Browns? If you're strictly talking on the field, then Deshaun Watson is uh, a better situation just because he's young. I know that Matt Ryan has proven to be an MVP. Yes. Proven that he can get a team to a Super Bowl. Yes. And the Colts just need a quarterback. Yes. But at the same yeah. time, Deshaun Watson has a higher ceiling than Matt Ryan, both yeah. in terms of his playing style, because he can get out of the pocket just as good as anybody. And he's a good throw of the ball, very accurate. And the team that he's going on just needs a quarterback and still has a lot of weapons, a great offensive line. Yeah. So just with youth and a higher ceiling, um, Deshaun Watson is 2-1 and one in the playoffs, but again, you are at Texas. Um, yeah, I think the better QB situation on the field is definitely uh, Deshaun Watson, but there is still the whole issue of distraction. How well, yeah, not just not just a distraction of the field, but yeah. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is aging. Yes, and as much as the Colts may not want to make it seem this way. Within two years, you just basically brought in another field. In the next two years, you're going to be in the same cry for a quarterback situation again. Okay. Okay. So it's a short term, a short term move. Yes. So the Sean is both right now and long term. Well, maybe Colts has a team right now that is looking to capitalize on the assets and they, they feel like they have every other facet of the game covered except quarterback. So they want to cash in at the moment. So I'm not sure if Matt Ryan is the right choice to do that, but um, you know, maybe maybe they don't need an all-pro quarterback either. They just need a, a pretty steady, a pretty good quarterback who can execute. So let's see how that works. Um, 
I think I think they have a good situation there, and I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Ryan um, plays better than expected. You know, even even an. Agent. No, I think he'll play good. Yes. Don't don't get me wrong. Like if there was ever a time for him to look like an MVP season, it yeah. would be now. Yes. But like I said, Deshaun fills that MVP need, MVP quarterback now yes. and for the future. So I'll kind of give it to Deshaun. And everything that is good about the Colts is also good about Cleveland. Two high class running backs, yes. both teams have. Two high class offensive lines, both teams have. Two high class defense, both teams have. And both teams have good receivers as well. So. Like as I see both teams as equal, it's just that Sean is a no quarterback and a future quarterback. Good point. More impactful. Um Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins or Devontae Adams to Raiders. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a big question. That's a, that's a big question. Ah I would say the more impactful is Devontae leading. Yes. What more impactful, not necessarily in terms of where he's living from, but where he's going to impact on the team that he's going. No, that's why. That, that's why. Well, okay. here's the thing. I here's the thing. I don't see either like making. I see both making the same impact when they leave to where they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see it going to be different. Because, like I said, every every move that Miami made made me want to buy tickets to go and watch NFL games in Miami. So, as you mentioned the point, though, I mean, as you turn it from where they're going to and to where they're coming from, which one will have the greater impact in terms of uh, feeling their absence? Uh, would it be at Green Bay or would it be at Chiefs? I would say Green Bay because the, in the Chiefs situation, what Tyreek Hill gave Mahomes is also, he gave him the curse as well. His blessing was also a curse. Mm-hmm. And the, in Aaron Rodgers' situation is that you have less time in your career and to build up back that time with a receiver, even if you're bringing good receivers, because mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett and Metcalf are on the market right now. Yeah. So let's say that one of them goes to Green Bay. Let's say Green Bay even gets Jarvis, like, who's great for the locker room and a top receiver. It's still, Devontae Adams is still 50% of the offense. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, throw it to Devontae. Same thing for, for Patrick Mahomes. When in doubt, do, these two guys have been compared the same. The guys with the best arm talent in football, the gunslingers who can make any throw. So that's why I said, like, the impact when both leave, I think Aaron will feel it a bit more because Mahomes still have time to, like, make mistakes in his career, find new receivers. I don't think Aaron has that much time. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Okay. All right. Let's get into the ring, the UFC ring. Fight night. It is Chris Dawkins taking on Curtis Blades uh, on Saturday nights. And then also as a co-main... It will be Joan Wood and Alexa Grasso, females in the, in the call me. Should be exciting stuff, Mario. Uh, definitely, but I fear that the people who don't like watching grappling 
will not might Enjoy. not actually be enjoying this one. <laughs> um, there was some other. There's another fight that I wanted to um point out. Yes. Um, flyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaya Kara France versus Askar Askarov. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaya Kara France is just a really entertaining fighter to watch. The welterweight bout between Mark Mark Brown mm-hmm. and Brian Bandera. Sorry, that's Bar Derena. Mm-hmm. Barter, this is just one of the classic UFC tricks. Put the young guy in, that's coming up in division versus a former champion who is yes. at the end of his career. Okay, and so that team has been yeah. and that team has been playing out for the last few um, UFC events. We've been seeing that you've been commenting on it before. So that yeah, they, they, yes. they did it again even in the heavyweight because um, Lafitte, who is on this card. He's a young heavyweight and he's going up against Alexi Olenek, who's like fought for years now in the UFC. So Dana has been doing that a lot. But Curtis Blitz is a grappler, Kyle Dawkins can grapple with him and can stand with him. The two girls who are fighting are also good. But Joanne Wood just, to me, has a bit more experience than Alexa Grosso. Well, Grasso. So um, I'll go with a little bit more experience in this one. Okay. All right. Let's look at the, well, in fact, that takes us to the end of our preview section for the upcoming week. We now take a fast break. Welcome to Fast Break, where we do quick takes on hot topics and burning issues from the world of sports. Today, we look at another retirement. Last week, we were looking at Tom Brady, and now we're looking at the WTA world number one, Ashley Barty, retiring at age 25. And the question it raises for me is, is this enlightened? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there are more things outside of her sport that she has accomplished in her life, and she's acknowledging that or does it make you think there's something more to this? We don't both because one of the things about people who make it to that level of their sport is that they find it hard to put down their sport. So if, if it is that she has other things that she wants to do in life, then it's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, will she go back to ask myself what would have happened if I stayed or there will always be things to go back for So this early retirement, early retirement work mm. Yeah, and, and because she's retiring so early, it always leaves the door for us to doubt it to say, well, very young, so quite like she's coming back. You know, um, but she's been and the thing about it is that she has not been like a Serena Williams dominant. Um, she, although she's been number one for the last two years and more, she has only won two titles, um, being the Australian Open recently and Wimbledon. So it's not like she has been so dominant and you could say, okay, she gets bored now. But she's saying that she's a bit scared, but, but that's how she feels. She doesn't feel like she doesn't have that energy anymore that's spirit anymore which is kind of surprising i'm like wow um 
so early. I mean, this doesn't seem to me like she's played a long time, but she's one of the more genuine players on tour, they say. And it's really shocking to see Ash Barty um, hanging up so early. But stranger things have happened, so we will see how this plays out. That's it for Fast Break. Welcome to Super Mario Adventures, where Mario takes us on a journey. Don't know where he's stopping today. Mario, what's the next stop? Uh, there's been a developing story for the past couple of weeks um, involving Cain Velasquez. Um, Cain Velasquez, as we know, is a former UFC heavyweight champion. And uh, this story is a bit... It's a bit... Um, hold up. It's a bit difficult to speak about because on one hand, as a man, you understand what he's trying to do, but he's doing it outside of the law. So to give you some context, Cain Velasquez um, reportedly heard that um, or came into information that his um, daughter was being molested by a guy at his kindergarten kind of daycare center mm. and the guy is a, a pedophile and it's reported that he's been molesting kids from there and Cain Velasquez decided to take it upon himself to, um, to kill the man. Now most men would feel that way if that you and we know that this damages like the mental mental, mental space of children who go through this yes. so as a man you know that your, your job is to protect you from that all costs doesn't matter what. yes and that's just in our nature and uh, he decided to um chase down the man in his car and shoot at his car now the bullets missed the man and he stepped farther. So um so now Cain Velasquez is arrested um, and being charged for attempted murder. Um because he hit the wrong target. Or well even if he didn't hit the yes. if he hit the right target, he was right. still being charged because you're taking the law into your own hands. Yes. And they'll still say that you're wrong for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, many UFC fighters have come out in support of pain. Many, um, many have started different funds um, or different. I won't say charity, but like different little like funds and stuff to yes. gather money to mm-hmm. help yeah, fundraising to mm-hmm. um, help with the legal expenses mm-hmm. because everybody understands what he was actually trying to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. disagree with what we have tried to do it, but. Um, it's the base level. I don't care what you do for a living as a man. Your base level as a man in your genes is to provide and to protect. And yes. you don't know the headspace that you And this is a UFC fighter. This is a man that is a gladiator, basically. Mm-hmm. So he isn't waiting on somebody to, to, to give him justice. Wow. No, this one is yeah, it's one of these situations where they generally say two wrongs don't make a right, you know. Um, so, you know, yes, and, and but I understand the emotions of it, you know. Um, but they say you can't 
you shouldn't break you shouldn't try to break the law in order to get justice because then you, you end up on the wrong side so it's really rough really rough situation i mean something we can all understand with you know, i mean we can all sympathize and understand but at the same time it's really a big mess for him to get involved in get himself in now regrettable regrettable and so did you say that well it's not murder it's attempted murder right? yeah because the stepfather of the um of the man who um, was the registered pedophile he he actually was in hospital and then he said that he would be okay so the, the guy didn't die um, most good. people wanted Kane to approach it like hand to hand because if Kane wanted to beat this guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again if you beat the guy to death I mean just beat the guy maybe would have been <laughs> okay I mean not to death no, just beat him no, but think about the emotions. Like, yeah, that's true. That that's person true. scarred your child. If you start hitting that person, you know, some, so at yeah. some point, you probably don't yeah. want to stop. Yeah, that's true. It's rough. It's rough. Oh, wow. Oh, I mean, it's really rough. Really a bit of a situation. I mean, that's why, you know, you just have to... Self-control is still important. I mean, no matter what it is, because you can get yourself in a problem like this. No, no, especially when it's not the intended target. Um, no, it's rough. It's rough. He's gonna need a hell of a lawyer to defend him to help him um, minimize the damage that fall from this one. So there goes another episode of Super Mario Adventures. Um, you know, another off the beaten track, being highlighted, but very, very, very interesting and intriguing story there going on with Kane Velasquez former UFC heavyweight champion and the dilemma that he has not found himself in. Okay, welcome to Overtime. Overtime is where we go into overdrive. And this overtime segment, which I think Mario may not be as prepared for, um, because I'm, I'm springing the matchups on him right now for him to give his predictions for the upcoming week but he's always ready eh? yeah so first one Mario I'm throwing your way is Miami Heat taking on the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday evening I didn't want to Miami Heat they're going to want to bounce back from all of their frustrations and like I said Brooklyn can turn it on playoff moments but consistently let's see how it is then your favorite Memphis Grizzlies Still on Saturday night, we'll be hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. This is the one I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Ja will be back from his knee soreness. Um, if Ja is back, give me the Grizzlies. If Ja isn't back, I expect the Grizzlies to put up a fight, but um, Milwaukee to win. Okay. So you have to make a call now without the ifs. But that's the thing, I honestly don't know if no, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know. We just have to make a call. All right, give me the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, okay, all right. Um, Curtis Blades, Chris Dawkins, UFC fight night. Oh, give, give him a Curtis Blades. I expect him to bounce back with a submission. Oh, interesting. Curtis. If not a submission, if not a submission, I'm wrong. Now. 
You know the submission of what? Ground and pound. It's basically grappling, but when you get on top, you just start feeling the crap over the Oh, you call it a TKO too? Okay. Yeah. All right. Those um, are usually his two ways of life. Okay. You don't get in a submission or just slide up on top of you and you crap over there. And since you're loving the Grizzlies so much, I'll give you more. Is Grizzlies on Monday evening taking on the Golden State Warriors? And I've put in your. Oh, you might... Who is it? You want the Grizzlies. You want the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. yeah Golden put... State, Golden State. Golden State right now, Golden State shake right now. Yeah. Face Slot try find back in legs. Draymond in and out of the games too much. And Steph just not hot right now. Like, it must still be the nights, but Steph isn't playing like MVP, let us say. Okay. And the last one, which is on Wednesday, next Wednesday, March 30, it is a Boston Celtics hosting the Miami Heat. This is the tough one. This mm. is the tough one. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do easy stuff here. Celtics. Rough, rough, rough. Boston Celtics. Yeah, when two when two teams can play good defense, all that is left now is which superstar to step up offensively. I trust Tatum right now more than Jimmy Buckets. Um, it's like when both teams are playing lockdown, which superstar will just be a superstar? Mm. Um, so give me Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Okay. Awesome. That rounds out the five featured events for next week. And we have Mario's predictions regarding those events. Yes, it is the One Love Sports Show. Mario, you can join him over there, Live Sports, for the 90th minute and the Live Sports podcast every week where you have rich content and a relaxed atmosphere, extended conversation, deep dives, and you get sports galore. All right, there you have it. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, keep safe and always remember, it's one love every time.